Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Lucia Chachulovic. I am an investment writer at Julius Baer, and I will start off today's episode with an overview of what has happened in the markets. Now, looking back to last week, global equities notched their worst week since June of this year. The S&P 500 index fell almost 5% last week, while the rate-sensitive two-year Treasury yield ended at 3.87%. The weakness in markets reflects expectations for an outsized interest rate hike from the US Federal Reserve on Wednesday and worries that its aggressive tightening to curb inflation could trigger a recession. The pan-European stock 600 index closed 1.6% low on Friday, with all sectors and major stock exchanges in negative territory. Many sectors were actually down around 1.5%, and automotive stocks fell 1% despite data showing a rise in new car sales in the European Union for the first time in 13 months. Now this morning, shares dropped in Hong Kong, Australia and South Korea, where tech stocks led the losses. Chinese stocks are also slightly down today, despite the People's Bank of China cutting its 14-day reverse repurchase agreements. The central bank also announced that it injected 2 billion yuan through the 7-day reverse repos and 10 billion yuan through the 14-day tenor. Now, looking ahead, European futures are mostly trading slightly above the zero line, while US futures are still in the red. Trading may be muted by a holiday in Japan and the UK observing a day of mourning for Queen Elizabeth, with no trading in cash treasuries during the Asian and European sessions. In currencies, investors also face potential volatility from policy decisions this week by the Bank of England and the Bank of Japan. The British pound dropped to its weakest level against the US dollar since 1985 on Friday, and the yen remains under pressure, though it has backed off from the key 145 level versus the US dollar. And the Chinese offshore yuan extended its decline against the dollar, even after the People's Bank of China set a reference rate with a record bias toward the strong side after it warned companies against shorting the currency last week. In commodities, oil prices climbed during early Asian trading today as supply concerns ahead of the European Union embargo on Russian oil in December offsets fears of a global recession that could dampen fuel demand. Gold prices, meanwhile, slipped earlier today as investors braced for aggressive rate hikes by major central banks this week. And in crypto, prices have come down quite a bit, with Bitcoin now trading below the 19,000 US dollar mark and Ether trading around 1,300 US dollar. Finally, in political news, the European Union unleashed an unprecedented punishment on Hungary and Prime Minister Viktor Orban's determination to engage with Russian President Vladimir Putin while ignoring the bloc's democratic values. On Sunday, the EU triggered for the first time a process that may withhold 7.5 billion euros earmarked for Hungary unless it takes steps to curb fraud and corruption. So what can we expect for the week ahead? Central banks will certainly take the spotlight this week. Along with the Fed decision on Wednesday, investors will follow several other central bank policy meetings, including Japan, the UK, Indonesia, Norway, Turkey and Switzerland. 
and on Friday we will receive preliminary PMI data from the Eurozone. A slowdown of economic prospects is expected all over the place, yet the speed at which will happen is open. And that's all from me for today. I would now like to hand over to Menzo Pacinzi, Head of Technical Analysis, with an update on how he sees markets developing. Good morning, this is Menzo Pacinzi from the Technical Analysis team. Uh, I would like to focus on uh, US equities. So the S&P 500 had major support at 3,900, which it failed to hold uh, last week. So what does this mean? It implies that the index is ready to retest its June lows. So this would imply another 5 to 6% of downside potential from current levels. The key question, of course, is, is it going to be a retest or uh, is the market going to resume to decline further? Uh, we think uh, it's more likely to be a retest. Why do we think this? Uh, first of all, when we look at sentiment indicators, we see that uh, the mood is quite depressed, so investors are buying a lot of put options, investors are short in the futures. So this implies that a lot of the negative uh, mood is already in the price. Secondly, when we look at the relative performance of equities towards safe haven assets, we see that equities are holding up quite well. So they are performing in line with uh, long-dated government bonds and with gold. Therefore, the relative performance of gold implies that there is still some demand. Nevertheless, uh, over the next uh, two to three weeks, uh, most likely we'll see a volatile bottoming process and the retest of the June lows. Uh, we will be watching there for confirmation that this is a successful retest and that equities can enter their seasonal recovery uh, phase. Uh, going over to the fixed income markets, U.S. Treasury bonds are trading at major resistance levels, so they are similar to equities. They are basically retesting their highs at 350. Um, this is a very important level. If this level fails to hold as a resistance, this would open, of course, the way towards a rise to 4%. But nevertheless, uh, in the fixed income market, we have a very similar picture to equities. So when we look at the relative performance, we are seeing here still a appetite for riskier segments. So in the fixed income market, we are seeing that U.S. high yield bonds are outperforming U.S. Treasury bonds. So this implies that there is a slight appetite for risk. Nevertheless, of course, the overall trend here is weak as well. So this implies for us that the, the um, equity markets are entering a bottoming process with a retest of the June lows. Uh, we think here uh, another 5 to 6% downside potential from current levels uh, should be expected. And most likely European equities will see similar moves on the downside. And over the next few weeks, we are watching here for some confirmation of a successful retest of these June lows. That's all from our side. Back to you. Very interesting. Thank you very much, Menzo. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I wish you a great day ahead and hope that you'll join us again soon. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.